0: All right, welcome everybody. This is the Joe Danier Podcast. I am Joe Danier. I am super looking forward to this weekend, this Friday, winding down another really productive week. It did a lot of things that I really set out to do, which was very, it was a very intentional week. Always feel good coming out of the weeks where I check a lot of things off of my, you know, my task list. But uh, here's something uh, I don't, maybe I've talked about, uh, and think of Venn, right? Venn diagram. And so I try... To do two, I have two objectives when I put content together. Number one, I'm always in a state of how can I do a better job? How can I put together more quality stuff? And the sucky part of this is you get a self critical, um, you know, snapshot of what you think you're doing terrible at and what you think you're doing good at. And if you dwell in this spot too long, you end up feeling really bad because no matter what, even if you're taking an objective viewpoint on what you do, it it can always be done better. And especially early on in some pursuits, you suck at things pretty good and it's really tough to hang in there knowing that if you even took a third party and took a look at what you were doing, they would have objections that would really hurt uh, because you're honing a craft and you're putting something together. So no matter what I do, I'm always in a state of how it could be done better, which means I have to look at it in its worst form uh, and be super objective, uh, not like injurious, like I'm I'm not looking to take a chunk out of my self-confidence. I'm looking to make it better. And there's some disappointing, you know, facets of everything that we do. Uh, one of my uh, mentors said that, you know, you, perfection is a is sucking at something long enough until you stop sucking at it. And that it, it resonates with me because there's a lot of things that I can even look back at the very beginning. In the moment, I didn't think I was very sucky. and But now, looking back on it after I've honed the craft, I was like, I can't believe that I survived a day being as naive and, you know, undergunned. I I just didn't have the tools at my disposal. I didn't have the experience. So how the heck was it ignorance? Was it stubbornness? Like how did I hang in there when I should have objectively said, you have no business practicing, you have no business trying to, you know, practice professionally in this industry if, if you're this bad at it. And that's what I would have said as an objective third party is you know, insulate the customers, insulate the outside world from being subjected from what you are doing right now. But if I'd have done that, I would have never gotten good at it. So the first part of it is doing stuff um, and, and always providing a better product, a pursuit of putting a better product. So I look at it from the people who are consuming it and I judge based on what I do with what I think those people like. And then I ask for some Information from those people and be honest with me and tell me what you really feel about, you know, what I'm doing and what I'm putting together. And and I got some really good information from people who weren't afraid to tell me what they really thought about things. Now, the other part of the diagram is going to be the, um, the, the stuff that I am passionate about. And another mentor said that when you buy stocks or open businesses or catch new ideas or create content, it's got to be something that you're passionate about. It's got to be something that you like talking about because it'll come through in the content you need to produce that you're not really, you know, not really digging it. So... Um, The the quandary that you face, these opposing views are putting a quality product that's important to other people versus something that's important to you. What what if I have a personality and I like things that nobody else likes? What if if I'm a weirdo and uh, all of my interests are over-specialized and it's not going to appeal to the broader market, right? Well, fortunately, the internet and podcasting and algorithms and all the technology that are just at, that is at our disposal is supposed to be there to let information be found by people who are looking for it. So if I have a, an interest in something that is highly specialized, if you also do, then you will at some point come into contact with the stuff that I'm creating because the algorithms only job is to serve you up. Now there's some manipulations and some people take advantage of the algorithms and, and trick them and whatever. But for the most part, I think algorithms do a pretty good job. So when I'm looking back through some content and I had a topic that I was really passionate about and I shared it and five of you listened, right? Five individuals listened to it. And I think about maybe the 15 minutes or 20 minutes that I invested to get five, give five of you uh, you know, a, a sampling of what I wanted to talk about. There's a part of me that the five of you is a testament that what I'm talking about is not interesting. And then there's a testament, there's a part of my brain that there's a testament that I, I should feel grateful that those five people came across And they found me because they're truly interested in the topic because of how specialized it is. You wouldn't have found me. You wouldn't have been a rando because a little secret, like most of the stuff, like I have two parts of me. I have a very public part where I put everything out on social media. And so I leverage friendships and relationships to hear my stuff and expose people to the new stuff. And then I have a very hidden version of what I do. And I don't tell anybody about it. And I let the algorithms serve it up. I get almost the exact same results on both of these platforms because, and, and so I, I have faith and trust that they're delivering the way that they uh, are, are supposed to. Um, and so, you know, I, I used to, again, I would feel bad because we're, we're in the game of marginalizing uh, small numbers. And that's like literal. And so when I'm talking in front of a crowd of 500 people, It makes me feel bad when I'm talking in front of a crowd of five people because it's almost like the five is saying, well, you're so bad that only five people are interested in what you have to say. And on the other side, like I said, I don't feel like creating content that takes a lot of time for five people. So then what am I likely to do? I'm likely to even put less uh, product research and development and into content for, if there's only going to be five people. And that's the game of content creation and podcasting is you have to uh, not, I, and I've, I've not looked at the numbers of consumption. And even if I did, when I looked at the numbers of consumption, I stopped doing it for the appeal of the whole number. I'm not even really looking at it at this point, but even if I was, I have to be better at engaging the individual and really, If I'm going to focus on the criticisms of my product, then I have to uh, make the five people that are paying attention to me, make them laugh, make them be entertained, make make sure that I provide a product for them. Because if I can do five customers, I can do 50. And if I can do 50, I can do 500. If I could do 500, I can do 5000. But if I dive in and try to make 5,000 people happy, what, how am I going to feel about people who halfway through a show walk out the back door? That's going to sting just as much as if nobody were paying attention. But I think I have an easier job, an easier easier quest if I worry about what I already do have. So one of those um, business principles, before I buy a new thing, I look on my shelf and see if there's something that I'm under appreciating and underutilizing, and I use that first before that I buy the something new. I can draw a direct parallel between the content I create and the people that it served and the already uh, being... Uh, showing gratitude for what I've already have. And and so that, you know, a couple of random thoughts, and again, a kind of messy construction of, uh, with us ideal, but I'm openly show, sharing uh, thought process and how I'm constructing uh, the, the uh, and evaluating how I'm supposed to feel. So if somebody walked through the door and said, Hey, Joe, you, uh, you just did a show yesterday, and there was 2000 people that, uh, that listened, I get to decide whether or not, uh, I'm happy with it, which is I'm really happy with 2,000 people listening to it in comparison to a YouTube video that has 20 million subscribers and got 2 million uh, views within the first 15 minutes of airing. If you compare those two things, then my 2,000 doesn't feel like it's as impressive. Um, so the the fable, the, the story about the the guy... Uh, who got a raise. Uh, He was so grateful. He had a $2,000 raise and um, it meant a lot to him. And so much that he thanked his his managers and his bosses for giving him a $2,000 raise. He's sitting glowing, uh, still in his chair that he felt so appreciated. And then, you know, Bob Johnson comes in and says, Hey, I just want to let you know, I got a $5,000 raise. And now all of a sudden, the $2,000 raise, doesn't feel as, he doesn't feel as grateful because now in comparison to a bigger number, it feels like you were almost neglected. You were almost shafted on your raise or, or bonus or whatever you're talking about. Uh, but it's the same thing through that comparison. Um, I get, I have to be able to decide whether or not I'm going to feel grateful or I'm going to feel good about the numbers that I put up on the scoreboard. Cause through that comparison, you can really, uh, devalue what you're, the, the stuff that you're doing. So that was, that would be the, uh, the, the recommendation and the advice that I would give people who are doing criticism, be thankful for that one, be thankful for that five, be thankful for that 10. And then it'll allow you to keep being thankful all the way up to the millions and however however many your numbers goal is. But don't get hung up on those large numbers. Really try to increase your product until that one person in the audience is happy. And you got to keep in there mentally so that your whole goal is to provide a superior product and be passionate about the things that you're talking about. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. This is the Joe Danier Podcast.